With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. On the overnight crowd here with Jen Wallace, it's time to look across to South Australia and we're joined by Paul Bonzer again from SENSA. Bonds, welcome to the show once again. G'day, Jen. How are you going? Another week and oh. another weekend of sport is just jam-packed. Well, look, it's, it's, when, we, when we do this Monday, Tuesday overnight crowd, we talk about moments of the weekend. And I've got to start with, obviously, a big favourite of mine, the ICC Women's World Cup and Australia winning the World Cup. Healy, Siver, both going big with hundreds. It was just a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. What about you? It was amazing. It really was. And in the end, uh, you know, we all we all hope that the Aussies went through undefeated and they really performed well in the final. But Elisa Healy, what a performance <laughs> from her. 170 in a World Cup final. That is the most by any player, male or female, yeah. ever in a World Cup final. And off just yeah, 138 balls. Like, just... The thing yeah. I liked about it was she started conservatively. You know, we I looked at this as Correct. matchup and I went, her Healy versus Catherine Brunt was a big start up matchup. You know, England needed Brunt to get Healy out. She nipped one just past the outside edge of Healy. She nipped another just past the outside edge of Haynes. And I went, Oh, good. They've got through those two sort of wicket taking balls that Brunt always has in that first sort of eight to ten deliveries of hers. And then yeah. they just took a bit of time. And then that opening partnership was just something that meant that Australia had already stamped some dominance on this game. Yeah, it was an amazing effort. And as I said, the most runs by any cricketer. Um, like in second place is Adam Gilchrist. Yeah, 100. With uh, 149. And then Ricky Ponting in third place. So the Aussies go one, two, three at the moment, which is great. But, uh, and, and look, she had a fantastic World Cup, 500 runs across the World Cup as well, yep. it, it's uh, a big reason the Aussies won, uh, you know, as many games as they did, and she was she was outstanding. Well, yeah, 170 off 138 balls. She hit 26 fours. She was there. What, she got out in about the oh, 45th or something similar-ish. I'm just trying to remember there yep. when she when she fell out. Yeah, the 45th, 46th over. So she, you know, almost carried a bat through the entire innings, and you look at the acceleration that Australia had. Obviously, it was a batting surface. It turned into being, yeah. we now know it was a, it was a batter-friendly um, outfield and surface. But Australia scored 120 runs off their last 10 overs because Healy was there and because Australia were brave enough and bold enough to shift around their batting order. They sent Beth Mooney in at number three to keep the right-hand-left-hand combination going. So Lanning, who is an absolute superstar in her own right, can put ego aside and go... No, Beth Mooney needs to go out now. Just really impressive yeah. team-first philosophy from this Australian side. And I think that's part of the success that they've had and also, you know, that Matthew Mott, the coach, has 
instilled in this group is it's not about one individual, it's about the whole team. And on any given date, they'll get contributions from from different players. If one doesn't doesn't succeed, another one steps up. So uh, amazing performance, and you start to talk about you know the best women's cricket team that's ever played for Australia, mm. I don't think there's any doubt now. This is the best Australian team we've ever seen. Oh, an extraordinary five years of dominance since that 2017 disappointment and credit to them. Uh, got to give a massive shout out, of course, to English all-rounder Nat Siver. Uh, she just tried her absolute heart out for the Lions, 148 not out of 121. It's pretty rare you're going to score 148 not out in a game and be on the losing side. She just didn't have a player to go with her, but we have to give a massive shout-out to Nat Siva. She was amazing in a losing performance. I was just about to say that. If one of your top batters makes 148 of 121, (laughs) You generally you win the campaign, but they lose like seventy one runs. Yeah, <laughs> little bit of the Aussies. Um, bit of a bit of a hats off to Alana King as well, three for sixty four, and Jess Jonathan just keeps doing the job with that the little round arms that uh, are hard <laughs> to get away. Three three for for her, and a bit of a South Aussie flavour. The shooter Megan Shoot uh, getting two for as well. So in the end, look a, a great performance. One thing I liked about uh, social media in the last day or two as well is there was a photo of of uh, Mitch Stark and Elisa with Elisa in her civvies and Mitch in the <laughs> World Cup uniform with a medal. And then it was reversed. Yep. So you had Mitch in the civvies and Elisa in, in the uh, Australian gold, which is fantastic, oh, I thought. They are cricketing's power couple, aren't they? Now, uh, if we shift across to the AFLW, we are in full excitement mode now. Your side, Adelaide Crows, your local team, they defeated Frio, which is my local team, to secure not only the hosting rights, but, of course, their path through to the grand final. And they'll take on the Melbourne Demons this week. It must be pretty exciting across in Adelaide right now. Yeah, look, it is. Uh, and, And there's some serious excitement around the town. Uh, there's a real a real love for the Adelaide girls. Even mm. I think even some closet Port Adelaide people were just <laughs> hoping that the Crows get across the line. In they won't say it out loud. But <laughs> no way. I think uh, I think there's a soft spot for them as well, just because at the moment they're the only girls team or women's team, I should say, in the, in the AFLW. And great, a couple of great prelim finals. That they were two very good games. Melbourne getting over the line by four points. And I think we spoke last week and we said, look, these two teams have been the best two teams all year, the Crows and Melbourne. They deserve to be in the grand final. And, you know, hopefully we get 35, maybe 40,000 people at the Adelaide Oval to watch this game on Saturday. Oh, that would be amazing. I wish I could be there, but I will be glued to my television instead, but definitely uh, following on. I don't know who I'm going to go for. Adelaide Crows have kind of been my second team when it comes to women's footy. I'm just so impressed by their coaching staff, uh, Sambo, former cricketer that I know quite well is obviously in their coaching staff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they've been there, done that, and Melbourne haven't. I don't know. I think I just want a, a close finish and then I'm going to be happy as a neutral supporter. What about you? You sitting... I think we'll get it. Yeah, I, I think we'll get a, a yeah. close finish. Um, for Melbourne, it's it's about how do you stop Hatchard and Marinoff. Last time they met, those two had 55 disposals between them and 803 metres gained. Uh, so they really need to put the clamps on one, or if not both of those players, Melbourne. But Melbourne have the do-it-for-Daisy behind <laughs> <True. laughs> them. Um, oh. 
I'm sure the whole Melbourne fraternity would love to see uh, Daisy Pierce win a premiership. She's been such a big part of the development of that squad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and look, you know, their men team won a premiership last year after a big drought. Um, there's, there's some romanticism about the Melbourne team winning, but I can't go against <laughs> No, you've got to go the Crows. You've got to go the Crows, even though there is that romanticism for Melbourne, of course, to do the male and women's double. That could be quite um, a great storyline if it does end up being it. Talking of great storylines, look, if you're an Adelaide Crows supporter, you are, I'm sure, still up and about right now and probably had a very large night at the Ramsgate Hotel. But if you are Port Adelaide, <laughs> you would have been drowning your sorrows. That showdown, talk me through it. Well, really... Port Adelaide should have won the game. So bad kicking cost them again. Yeah. Uh, down down the stretch, we know that Jordan Dawson kicked the winning goal after the siren, which never looked like going through. Then all of a sudden, it did the the Buddy Franklin swing back oh, in swing. And, and went through the middle, and uh, and then it was yeah stacks on. But um, amazing result for the Adelaide Crows. It's fair to say. There's some fairly decent sized holes in that Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide lineup. Charlie Dixon missing, Leah missing. Um, we thought probably at the start of the year that Port Adelaide's depth was reasonably strong. Mm-hmm. It's starting to show that maybe it's maybe it's not as strong as what some people believe. Uh, they're they're going to really struggle over the next few games. They haven't won. A, you know, they're zero and three. They play Melbourne this week. And uh, they could be zero and four, maybe zero and five, if they go away the week after that. Uh, yeah, bit concerns down at Alberton, but pressure will come on Ken Hinckley. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's fair either. The rivalry, though, it it it's pretty unmatched, isn't it? So you've got what 51 showdowns now complete, is that right? And 25 to the Crows, yes. 26 to Port Adelaide. So incredibly, yep. you know. Nothing really splits these two sides and their local rivalry. And regardless of where they are on the ladder, it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, the, the games, yeah. generally, it's very rare that you get a blowout with the showdown. Um, they're generally always close games. A little bit disappointed. There's a bit of talk in Adelaide. Not a little bit of talk from some scribes in Melbourne as well that this wasn't the standalone game on Friday night. Mm. Uh, I think maybe after that result, I think next year you'll see a standalone showdown on a Friday night. Yeah, I think when it comes down to those local derbies that it does, it, you do need to give it that clear air because you're right, doesn't matter where the teams seem to be on the ladder, especially those two, they just seem to bring it. Now, speaking of bringing it and having moments uh, for the weekend, a big moment for you must have been the start of the SEN coverage of the Sandful League. How did it go on the weekend, Bonds? Yeah, it was great. So we're at the uh, Eagles North Adelaide, so they're running back-to-back premiers. Uh, the Eagles played North Adelaide. They don't like each other. <laughs> North Adelaide were fantastic and uh, got the win. They won by 22 points. They were they brought in some new recruits this year. They look faster. They look fitter. And uh, Eagles were just a little bit off the boil. It, it was a game with two gun forwards, which we don't see very often these days. Keenan Ramsey for North Adelaide kicked six at one end, and Dan Menzel for the Eagles kicked uh, which obviously a lot of people know Dan yep. Dan Menzel from his Geelong and Sydney time. Uh, he kicked six at the other end. So it was some exciting footy, and it was great that the sample's back. And um, 
yeah, there was some some surprising results as well. Crows thumped Port Adelaide in the in the sample showdown mm-hmm. before the real showdown by sixty two points. South just got over the line over Centrals by five points. Glenelg uh, beat Nord by fifteen points, and uh, Sturt had a win over West Adelaide by forty points. So it's all. Um, it's all back on again. It was great weather as well over the weekend, and uh, it kicks off again this Friday night. And we'll be covering the Norwood Eagles game on Friday night, and then backing up to do the Sturt Glenelg game on Saturday. And you can hear them at the NSA on fifteen twenty nine as well. So um, we're actually the Sturt Glenelg game, and this is really good, Jen. I should mention this yep. before. Um, the Sample W games have all been moved to nine o'clock on Saturday to allow all the players and followers of the Sample W to go to the AFLW Grand Final. Oh, that's brilliant. They've moved, yeah, they've moved all the games forward to 9 o'clock, and the Sturt Glenelg game was going to be at 1 o'clock. That's been moved back to 2 o'clock, so that the broadcast will go from the AFLW game and then straight to us uh, out at Only Oval for Sturt and Glenelg. So the, the Sample, hats off to the Sample for changing the schedule at short notice to, I guess, you know, let people support the Crows at uh, Adelaide Oval. That makes me exceptionally happy to see those sorts of decisions being made um, from both ends. Yeah, that's a great move and uh, an exciting weekend then, obviously, for for Adelaide footy fans, no doubt. Bonds, thanks heaps for your company again on the overnight crowd and good luck again with the calls this weekend on SENSA for the Sandful. Thanks, Jen. We'll uh, speak next week. Awesome. Paul Bonser checking in and giving us an update across everything South Australian sport. It was a big weekend, of course. Stick around here on the Overnight Crowd. More to come. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.